I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to part two of Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2. I am joined by Dr. Michaela Dunbar. If you aren't familiar with that, you probably will know her from Instagram. It's at My Easy Therapy, and she does exactly what she says on the tin on Instagram, don't you? I absolutely do. And <laughs> <laughs> um, mate, you started um, in the NHS, is that right? I did, yeah. How was Many, that? many years ago. So I trained in the NHS. And then I started working. When was my first job in the NHS after qualifying? In a CAMS team, child and, ad- child and adolescent mental health service many, many years ago. Yeah, that is like sink or swim. I was just going to say, sounds like a bit of a baptism of fire. Absolutely. Coming straight off of training to like lots of kids that are self-harming, suicidal, eating disorders, high levels of anxiety, not getting into school. It was a lot, but I absolutely loved it. I worked in like a generic CAMS team. I've worked Mm -hmm. in inpatient units, eating disorders units, social social care. I've worked in so many different services. It was amazing, but it was getting to the point where it was a bit too taxing, not necessarily emotionally taxing, a little bit emotionally attack, yeah. uh, taxing, but also just physically. There's a lot here, 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 this place. You, you've got back-to-back clients and the funding isn't great for yeah. child services at the moment. So it just means less staff, more work to do. So it was it was hard, but it was, oh, I loved working with the kids. So. Oh, I'm not surprised, mate. Like, mm. you feel like you're kind of making a big difference at the time where yeah. it really counts, get them early, right? Get them yeah. early. <laughs> early before we're too fucked up. <laughs> yeah, no, literally. <laughs> oh, but I imagine, like, you know, when you were saying sort of emotionally hard, like, I yeah. that would break my heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you kind of have to be, in order to be a clinical psychologist, it's so weird. You have to be super empathetic, but also be very boundaried around what you take home with you. Um, And otherwise it'll consume you. Absolutely, absolutely. I couldn't do the job. I'm a highly sensitive person. I consider myself a highly sensitive person. So I had to really work on like having a, a, a clear wind down routine when I get when I get home, just so I know work is done now. So now since I've left the NHS, I'll you know, do work in the evening and all this kind of stuff. And it doesn't, you know, it's just admin or whatever. I couldn't do that whilst I was working in no. the NHS. Like, no, I need to, to have that clear cut off point. But it was, it was, it was lovely being able to, um, you know, influence young people who have no idea what's going on for them. Hormones all over the place. Yeah. Parents that are trying their very 
best, but not necessarily supporting the young people in the way that the young people need. So I did lots of family work. It was really, really good. And to be able to see the change in them and think, okay, I've got, you know, I've been able to um, speak with a child for, you know, six months at, and they're eight or nine years old. Yeah. This is going to help them moving forward, like no doubt. So that was that was probably some of my best work that I did, I think, most enjoyable. Very rewarding. Very, very rewarding, yeah. But just too busy. <laughs> yeah, just a lot, yeah. yeah, you, yeah, men- yeah. you mentioned there that, like, when you used to sort of have that really emotionally draining and taxing job, you would come home and have certain things put in place to allow you to yeah. switch off. I'm yeah. sure there's plenty of people listening who struggle with a homework-life yeah. balance and could yes. do with knowing what your little yeah. tricks were to switch off. So I... I used to always make sure, this is so random, but I used to always make sure like I had a friend date. Like, and don't ask me where I got the energy from really, but I used to, if I would come home and I didn't have anything to do, then obviously your mind gets a bit stuck into all the stresses of the day. day. Exactly. But if I had plans, then automatically that would yank me out of work mode. Yes. And the plans could be going to a friend's house, going out to eat or having a friend come over. Sometimes I'd come home and I'd just blast some like hip hop music and just <laughs> dance rapping in my house. Like just a real completely different shift. Um, I would, I'm not going to lie and say I came home and did like 20 minutes of mindfulness. Absolutely not. I did not do that. Nice, like, <laughs> nice little Shavasana yoga session or something. Yeah, no. Well, yeah, I do a lot of that now. At that time, I was a bit like... Mm, yoga um I do a lot of that now but it was really just doing things that I like to do I like to hang out hang out with my mates I like to eat good food and I like to um dance and have a good time so even on a weekday I'll be trying to just have something planned yeah I could cut off switch off and if not it would just be you know going home and just dancing or cooking a meal for myself, I I love HelloFresh. Like, is HelloFresh cooking? I don't know. Um, no, no, I'm a big, also a big fan in this house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> love it. I think um, there's something calming and methodical about following a recipe. Yeah, it's like cooking by numbers. Like, I love it. <laughs> Why not? You don't have to. You don't have to go around the shops traipsing around looking for ingredients. Like, oh, that. that are going to stay in your fucking cupboard for like years on, and you're never going to exactly. use again. You're never going to use, or you chuck them out before you get to use it because it's gone off already. So yeah. Um, but whatever, whatever. I think. Make an intention to have a routine, whatever that looks like for you. It has to be enough that it's going to absorb your attention. Yeah. Um, and enough that it makes you feel good, whatever that is. And you do that consistently and it's like automatically your brain will kind of associate like this time of the day, six, seven o'clock, whatever it is for home time or fun time or whatever it is. You just have to be consistent yeah. with it. Okay, I think that's really helpful. Like, my job is in no way as sort of demanding and emotionally taxing as that job. But I'll quite easily work till 12 o'clock at night. Yeah, exactly. You you know, because I just think, I've got my phone, I've got my laptop, I'm just, I'm watching TV, I'll do it. But I'm losing out on quality time with my partner and just a a bit of balance, really. So, no, Mm -hmm. I'm definitely going to have a cut-off pint. I'm going to probably whack on some Little Mix and shake, yeah, shake why me Yeah, why not? Ass. Enjoy yeah. yourself. Enjoy yourself. Because you, do, you don't want to get addicted. You don't want to get addicted. To, you know, we can get addicted to stress, right? Yeah, that, does, like, that doesn't surprise us. That definitely probably was for a while. You sort yeah. of almost get off on the fact that you're busy. Yeah. and oh, I didn't yeah. th- You wear it like a badge of honour, like, I worked till nine o'clock last night. Like, what do you yeah. said? Who's the mug exactly. here? Exactly. Who's not not you're not, yeah. Your body's not going to thank you. So, <laughs> Um, so you obviously made the I'm from from what I've heard, I think it must have been 
probably quite a difficult decision to move to one-on-one therapy sessions because it sounds like you really loved your job, but it was just dead hard. Yeah. So I was doing one-to-one therapy in the NHS mm. and to leave the NHS and group work actually, but to leave the NHS was super, super hard. Remember yeah, they, they paid for my training. So when you're a mm. clinical psychologist, you get your training paid for and they don't necessarily say you have to work for the NHS after you finish training. But you feel a bit beholden, no? Yeah, I of course. Yeah. You do. Like, you feel like, oh, couldn't possibly leave the NHS. So yeah. it's definitely a... Oh, that's how they get you. <laughs> that's how they get you. That's how they get you. Still, I've still got... I'm, I wouldn't encourage anyone to leave, but I'm also like, you know, that you can work less. <laughs> sorry old managers I love your job it was amazing um but anyway so yeah it was really really hard it was really really hard because I knew that the people that would be able to access one-to-one therapy with me would have to be able to pay for it and that's always a it still is a difficult pill to swallow like Mm. NHS is free at the point of entry and it's amazing private therapy isn't and you kind of people are shut out that can't pay and so does that is, is that fit, sit a bit like doesn't sit well with you is that why is that no. how the sort of Instagram was born yeah absolutely I love yeah, that. yeah 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 so I'm, I've still got like a couple of one-to-one clients like literally two mm-hmm. that I'm winding down um but also that's how the book the Instagram yeah. page the membership these are all things that don't cost a lot of money but mm. I am talking about a lot of the stuff that I talk about in the therapy room yeah. obviously everybody's different but the core components I would say are the same yeah no absolutely like I learned like I say I've I'm a big advocate for therapy for life coaching for just talking about your problems and feeling your feels but like just after a couple of minutes scrolling through your Instagram like I said I was in tears I felt (laughs) yeah I felt seen I felt really validated so I think what you're doing is absolutely brilliant um thank you keep being your amazing, really helpful, quite lovely Thank self. Thank you, Graham. Thank you. <laughs> I want to ask you a couple of the questions that our lovely yeah. l- listeners sent in. Um, and I've tried to pick out the ones that I think are actually really poignant, but also yeah. probably going to help most people. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah. And the first one is about anxiety. So mm-hmm. um, sticking with a the theme here. But yeah. it says, how do you deal with anxiety when everyone thinks you're just being silly and wimpy? I, I do think we've come on leaps and bounds, mate, but I do think there's still some people who don't quite understand it, and that must be dead difficult. It is. It is really, really hard because, again, that's invalidating, isn't it, completely? And sometimes having an invalidating environment can make it completely worse. But unfortunately, the onus is on the person that has the anxiety to be able to be very clear about how they're feeling. Again, this depends on who the person is that you're talking to as well. You have to trust them. Yeah. But be very, very clear and have that courage to say, this is how I'm feeling and this is fact. This mm-hmm. is it. Like you can't, you cannot argue with somebody's emotion. How do they know? This is yeah. how I feel. How can you tell me I don't feel like this? And you don't want to get into a beef about it. Do you know what I mean? But <laughs> you just want to be Listen, very firm. <laughs> I'm anxious. You that I'm anxious. <laughs> no. Um, but you just want to be, don't back down. If this is how you're feeling, and it, say it and let the person, because we don't, we don't get taught this in school. So we, a lot of us don't have the language And even just feeling confident to explain it and sit with that anxiety as you're explaining it, because it will be there. But anxiety is just emotion. It's not going to kill you. But that helps you to develop that language. And that helps you to feel like, okay, how I'm feeling is a normal thing. And it's not my problem that other people feel uncomfortable talking about emotions. That's their thing. So, yeah, as I said, don't stop. Still explain how you're feeling. The worst thing you could do is pretend 
that you're fine when you're not actually mm. just it's, to make someone else feel comfortable just to make someone else feel comfortable no mm. everyone needs to be uncomfortable here yeah it's life. <laughs> <laughs> if i'm uncomfortable everyone's gonna be exactly that's it <laughs> but no, it's so true you don't get told how to articulate your feelings or you express yourself at, yeah. like in school but even really like I'm from a proper normal working class background up yeah, north. Same. Like when I first told my mum I was getting therapy, she <laughs> talked at me for, <laughs> for an hour straight, right? Didn't let us get a word in about why do you need to go to therapy? Just fucking talk to me. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I haven't been able to get a word in for an hour, mum. Yeah, just this fuck, is why. <laughs> yeah, you just anger articulated at us for an hour. So I, I've yeah. gotten out off my chest, but you seem great. <laughs> but it's good that you did that, though. It's good that you were able to go to therapy because some people might get shut down. They might feel invalidated. And then once again, the cycle continues. Oh, it's true. There's nothing wrong with me. Everything in my life is great. Mm. Like, there's people that need therapy more than me. Let me not bother with it. All of this kind of stuff. Yeah. And I'm saying, no, X that. If you feel, if your mind is considered therapy, mm-hmm. go. Yeah. Go to therapy. That's it, isn't it? That's yeah. the thing. If it's crossed your mind, explore go. it. Exactly. Explore it. Exactly. exactly. That's a very good answer. Um, the next one, like, I know your book and a lot of the work you do focuses on really ambitious, very driven, successful women and the things yeah. that sort of they deal with in everyday life and where I'm at in my life this is not a question for me I swear this is okay. a, a listener but um I'm sort of about to freeze me eggs yeah just because I haven't been with me fella that long I absolutely love him he's a bit younger than me I don't want my timeline to sort of yeah, yeah, yeah. affect hours I'm really excited about my job I I don't necessarily feel ready for that big change yeah but I do worry that I'll never feel ready for that big change um, and this, this this person has asked, how to get to grips? How do you get to grips with fear of having children as it's such a huge change? And I kind oh. of think it's a really good one. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program. This is the thing. We shouldn't live our lives ruled by fear. That's not what we're here for, right? Mm. And I always say when people are struggling to make the decision with anything, if fear was off the table, what would you do? Yeah. Fear is an emotion. And it's made, and the fear is an emotion that comes from maybe past experiences that you're not even conscious of. 
and, and stories about what might and what could, but the weather might change tomorrow. Like we can't really plan our mm-hmm. lives based off of things that we have no control over. So ask yourself, if, if fear was not an issue, if that was taken off the table, if I had no fear, what would I do? And that can go either way. Some people are having children just because they're scared of not having children because of society. Mm-hmm. But again, if fear of judgment of whatever it is was off the table, what would you do? And if the answer is... I bet, again, people, yeah, I bet a lot of people would make really different decisions. Really different decisions. The decisions that they should be making, mm-hmm. really and truly, um, because fear-based decisions are not... Sometimes they're necessary, I guess, but I always say, like, even this is how I live my life. Mm. I get anxious about most things, but it's like, if anxiety was off the table, what would I do? And That's I would, such a good, that is such a good it. question to ask yourself, isn't it? That's it. Put one foot in front of the other and then make it happen. Usually it's, I would go for it. Or sometimes it's, actually, I don't even care about this. But whatever mm. that is, the emotion will cloud it, what you really, really want. Yeah. So if that was taken off the table, what would you do? So I don't know what the fears are about having children and everyone's situation is different. But all I know is that I personally cannot live my life based on fear, based on my emotions. It, no, it would, I used to do that. It led me to very interesting and treacherous places. So I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> oh, I feel like I've got so many questions. <laughs> um, I read somewhere, and I don't know if you're going to tell me if this is true or not, that we're only born with two yeah. fears. And that is fear of loud noises and fear, yeah, fear of being... falling. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, everything else, you know, whether it's like spiders or the dark or whatever, shark, yeah. we yeah. create it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most things. And the thing is, I've heard that as well, but I can't I can't tell you where I heard it or the evidence <laughs> for it. But it makes sense. And yeah. it's like the nature nurture, isn't it? So yeah. everything is created. Everything is created. Like when we're four... Somebody asks us to describe ourselves. What are we going to say? I can jump really high. I've got five friends. My teacher's Mrs. So-and-so. I like turkey like, dinosaurs. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> exactly. That's my favourite. Like, that's it. Oh. But as time goes on, you learn from the environment, your yeah. people's adults around you, their facial expressions, what they say, you learn what's good or bad, what's right or wrong. And that's based on other people's stuff. We need to remember that. Um, and then we get lots of fears based on other people's fears. We take that with us. So we have to say, okay, cool. If fear was off the table, because these fears that I'm feeling, they might not even be from me originally. Yeah. If this was off the table, what would I do? Yeah. That's actually so liberating. It really is. I'm definitely, definitely going to do that. Yeah. Um, the next one, which really got me in the feels, um, yeah. is how can I improve my self-love? I really don't like who I see in the mirror. Oh. And uh, it's horrible, isn't it? It really is. I I mean, I don't know if you can relate to this, Lassie. Mm. Absolutely gorgeous, but it's clearly what's going on (laughs) beneath, isn't it? Not not on beauty skin deep. I I hated what I saw in the mirror all my adult life. And I spent about 15 years, like, not getting what I wanted on the menu and, like, not living my life to the full because I was just so terrified of, like, looking a certain way or gaining weight. I just was constantly on a diet and constantly trying to, like... I was just picking holes in myself, really. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I think a lot of women will relate to this. And Absolutely. Because yeah. we get so much messages, don't we? Like, yeah. again, it's the same thing when we're born. We're not born knowing we must look like this by this age. And this is the gold standard. People tell us this based on their own stuff. And then we try so hard to fit ourselves in these boxes, which are very unrealistic. And everybody knows this already from social media. So I, And 
the idea that it's just a constant comparison and the likes and the this is better than that. And it does it's very arbitrary, but because our inner critic again and our brains like to solve problems and we don't want to get kicked out of the group in terms no. of an evolutionary perspective, we want to fit in because it's safety in numbers and we don't want to be on the outside. So we try to conform. But actually, it's too hard to keep it up. So I'm going to say something that's so annoying to hear, but just be yourself. Like, this is it. Like, it's, <laughs> it's so annoying to hear and it's hard to do. But the opposite of that is trying to live up to other people's expectations. And that's a fool's game, if I'll be honest with you. We all do it, but it's a losing battle. So when you are in the mirror and you have the thoughts that are saying, you look like this, you look terrible. So-and-so went out the other night and she had that dress on and she looked better. All that kind of things. Like, just, just ask yourself, how does this make me feel when I speak to myself like this? Mm. Is this, like, what is the function mm. of beating myself up in this way? It's just, so, it's just wasted energy. Wasted energy. And it makes you feel bad for, like, the rest of the day. Like, you can mm. put on an outfit, be like, all right, it's cool. Go and look in the mirror and be like, oh, you look awful. And talk yourself up of going to an event or a party that actually you would have had a good time, really good time at. Mm. So... When you hear the critical voice, we have to notice it, get really clear about what that sounds like, because mm -hmm. that is maintaining the idea that you aren't good enough. The thought might be there, the voice might be there, but you do not have to give your attention to it. And if it's making you feel bad and it's making you act in a way and sharp in a way that you're not proud of, then we don't need to pay attention to it. And then you replace it. What do I need to hear from myself? What is going to make me... Positivity, like exactly. I always kind. say, yeah, I always say, like, and it's only recently. I say always. I've <laughs> I've really struggled with this as well. But yeah. like over the last couple of years, I say, talk to yourself the way you talk to your best mate. Literally, that's yeah. it. Yeah, Honestly, yeah. if everybody did that from as soon as they could talk, the world would be a different place. Treat yourself with the same kindness, the same love that you would treat other people you love. This is it. That's the, And it feels uncomfortable if you're not mm. used to doing it. It feels awkward. It feels embarrassing like it's not true, but it doesn't matter. You say it anyway and you make that become the voice. You choose which voice you want to take up space mm. in your mind. And for me, I can't see any kind of benefit of having that constant self-critical bully following me around in my brain all the day. All, all day. Like, no. She's a real bitch. He's such a bitch. Like, <laughs> such a bitch. Like, <laughs> like you ain't gonna be like this. Honestly, I've absolutely loved talking to you today. I really hope everyone has learned something and feels better about I themselves. So too. And I hope everyone doesn't just think I'm a selfish cow when I've talked about all my own issues. No, but your issues are thousands and millions of women's issues, trust okay. me. Oh, man. But before I let you go, here mm -hmm. at Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2, we always ask our gorgeous guests to give our lovely listeners a couple pearls of wisdom. And, yeah. mate, you've gave us so many already, so I hope <laughs> we don't think we're being greedy. Um, but, yeah, I think the thing that's resonated most with me and certainly something that I'm going to take away from this chat is, um, like, refusing to be beaten by that voice in your head, you know? Yeah. Like, pushing your boundaries, making yourself go on that dog walk or that night out or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I, I want to know what your secret is to faking it till you make it. Yeah, so the secret to fake it, I would say all the self-criticism, let's just pretend it's a lie. Let's just, let's just, <laughs> and because, no, but seriously, 
agree to disagree. No, I, lo- I love that though. Like yeah. we've all got that one friend, probably not friends with her anymore, who just can't help themselves but they constantly, exactly. co- compulsively lie, right? Exactly. And now I, if I imagine that voice in my head is that person, that's it will be laughable. Yes. yes, no, that's good. Sometimes we do that. Like put the, the critical thoughts that you have, um, repeat them to yourself in the voice of somebody that you hate. Like do that. <laughs> But also, no, seriously. No, I love it. So act like it's a lie. And just, and then when you kind of, yep, yeah, this is a lie. This is bullshit. This is, I'm not listening to you. I'm going to, or, or a minimum, I'm going to agree to disagree with you. Mm. I'm going to say, stop acting as though the lie is true because it just makes it easier to believe. So if, if you hear something in your mind, critical, and then you act as if it's true, then that becomes your reality now. So let the bully say whatever it wants to say. Just make sure that you show up as somebody that gives a shit about themselves and cares about themselves, regardless of what the thoughts are telling you in your mind. So yeah, fake it till you make it. Stop acting like the lie is true. Just makes it easier to believe. And put yourself first. Yeah, yes. Why are we not doing this? Proper, like, you know, this is a women thing, I definitely believe. We always put ourselves at the bottom of the ladder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think start fucking showing up for the person you want to be and yeah. like and the future you want and the life you want to live and, and do it unashamedly as well. Oh, unapologetically. Yes. I love it. This is what lights me up. Gassing up women <laughs> to just do what they know they're uh, able to do. It's like, just do... I, this is why the book is called You've Got This. Yeah. Every woman. I don't need to know who you are, where you're from. You have got everything it takes to do what you want to do. We just need to stop giving the critical voice so much attention. Yeah. It's nonsense. It's, 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 it's a lie. Honestly, I feel so, so empowered and emboldened, yes. even just by the title of your book. So I can't wait to get my hands <laughs> on a copy made. Thank you so much for You're the very day. very welcome. Very, very welcome. Beautiful chat. Oh. I've had a lot of fun. Me too. <laughs> a lot of fun. Well, everybody, that was the incredible Dr. Michaela. If you want to hear more, if you're feeling inspired, if it's just piqued your interest in any way, which honestly, she really has mine, um, then please give her a follow on Instagram, My Easy Therapy. And don't forget, she's also got a book out. Um, so you can really get your teeth stuck into that. I know it was a bit of a, a change of tack for the podcast, but I found it really beneficial. I hope you guys did too. Variety is the spice of life anyway, isn't it? That is it from Vicky Patterson's Secret 2 this week. Um, if you enjoyed the episode, please do all of the lovely podcasty things. Tell your mates about it. Subscribe. That's a new one I'm telling people to do. Leave a review. Only if it's kind, because I'm sensitive. <laughs> Have a good week, guys. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.